this is who we are. And in it, you write in part, quote, in the last spring of the Obama administration, Michelle Obama was delivering her final commencement address as first lady at City College of New York. Obama couldn't help but lob some barely cloaked denunciations of Trump's wrecking ball. Presidential campaign, the one that would soon be ratified with the Republican nomination. That is not who we are, the first lady assured the graduates. That is not what this country stands for, no. The promise did not age well. Not that November and not since. The axiom prompts a question. Who is we, anyway? Because it sure seems a lot of this, we, keeps voting for Trump. You can dismiss Trump voters all you want, but give them this. They're every bit as American as any idealized vision of the place. If Trump wins in 2024, his detractors will have to reckon once again with the voters who got us here to reconcile what it means to share a country with so many citizens who keep watching Trump spiral deeper into his moral void and still conclude, yes, that's our guy. And, and Mark, I, I can't agree with you more. I think that uh, especially applies to the evangelical community and people who call themselves Christians, who spend a lot of time judging other people but can't seem to reconcile these two realities. I would also add that I do think a lot of people are, are somewhat victims of sort of a, a cult, really. There's no doubt. I mean, the the powers of persuasion in the media and and given the sound machines that the right and and the Trump world has at their disposal, you know, online, you know, whether it's Fox, whether it's any number of outlets. I mean, they they have a very powerful messaging system, and it starts with the guy who who basically has been in our faces for eight years or seven years, and you know, and it could be more. So, I mean, I think what I wanted to look at here, and and you know, the the issue of the Atlantic looks very, you know, very sort of issue by issue, granularly at at what this administration, if it happens again, could look like. What I wanted to do is step back and sort of evaluate what, what it means to actually live in a country where this keeps happening, where this is a critical electoral mass. It might not be a popular mass, but it's an electoral college um, majority where where just a lot of people think this is fine. And and obviously, right. I don't I don't think one of the we have a lot of information about Donald Trump. I mean, his, his character is not a mystery at this point. The fact is, a lot of people like it. And that's the country we live in right now. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Friday, 8 December, in the year of our Lord, 2023. Welcome to the sound machine at the center of the moral void that we call MAGA. Uh, welcome. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of work to go through the day. We're going to talk about the 
Axios story on the war cabinet and the response of the media and their their attacks on MAGA and the um, in the the Trump movement. But I want to say uh, victory after victory. Cover of Rupert Murdoch's Wall Street Journal today. Headline: Wall Street falls out of love with pouring money into China. So major victory for the Lao Beijing, uh, for new federal state of China. We finally got the attention of the Larry Finks of the world and got the attention of the Ray Dalios of the world. It's no longer acceptable what the United States government won't do. Uh, the muscle of this populist movement will do to put these folks on notice. Uh, I start off today. Very disturbing, but we got to face it. Um, exactly <laughs> what is the work that we're doing in this Congress? We have so many uh, solid people. Uh, Speaker Johnson with a biblical worldview. We've got so many hammers. Uh, we can do so much. And behind the scenes, a lot has been done. But there seems to be some sort of disconnect. I want to start today with the National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA. Also, we're going to talk about FISA. Cash Patel joins us again, the future head of the Central Intelligence Agency. Uh, but we're going to start with Congressman Chip Roy of Texas. Congressman Roy, before we get to FISA, because I do want to have Cash jump in here. He's got some breaking news from documents he's gone through. But I want to just pull the camera back in about this NDAA. Tell the audience, why is this important? And normally people that are for strong self-defenses like the Chip Roy's of the world, the Steve Bannon's of the world are saying, hey, we can't. This thing is as as it's structured now is a non-starter, sir. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Good to be on. I mean, first of all, let me just get back real quick to that uh, lead in you had where you had these leftists who were talking about how, you know, where's our conscience as Christians or, you know, saying that somehow we're hypocritical. Uh, and let me just ask a question. And it's germane to this question about the National Defense Authorization Act and FISA. Like, where's the conscience of leftists who are totally fine with these girls who got raped and their pelvics crushed in Israel or these little girls and kids getting sold into the sex trafficking trade? in an open border so that we can be, you know, sending money to China and empowering corporations. You know, where are they when we're talking about abortion and the death to the unborn? Where are they when we're talking about these forced transition surgeries? And Chloe Cole, who bravely stood up and said, wait a minute, I didn't want to be transitioned and now I can't be a woman. Where are their Christian consciences, Steve? And that's relevant here because a lot of Republicans go out and campaign and they talk about, oh, you know, we're going to do all these things. We're going to stand up and stop the abortion funding and transgender surgeries. Trust us. And when push comes to shove, you have what's happening right now. The National Defense Authorization Act, which authorizes our entire defense complex. In it are a large number of great things we got as conservatives in July through a lot of force, by the way. It took a lot of work. It took months of work. We ended the abortion tourism. We ended the uh, transgender surgeries. We defunded diversity officers. We ended DEI. We made it impossible for the president's climate change executive orders to get implemented. We made it to where people who were denied their jobs because of the vaccine mandates and the tyranny applied to our men and women in uniform, that they could come back, get restored to rank, get their retirement back, etc. Almost all of that, with a few small exceptions, have been completely left out of this NDAA that unfortunately the speaker has agreed with Senate Democrats and Republicans to move through, and he's filed it, and he's ready to move it next week if we don't say, no, you can't do that. Don't move this terrible bill. And it's made worse with the exclamation point of putting a FISA extension on it, that is the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. And they'll put that extension on it through April. But it's worse than that, Steve. By doing that, 
It means all of the procedures we want to fix will stay in place until the spring of 25. That cannot happen. We Republicans have got to stand up. Your entire army out there, melt the phones down. We've got to stop this by next week. Uh, by the way, uh, Congressman, I appreciate you. I know you've, uh, you're losing your voice. So I really appreciate yeah. you stepping up here. Um, just can you explain to our audience, because as you know, this audience was critical to the, the, the you know, the historic removal of a speaker and, and Mike Johnson. Yeah. And so many people are supportive and, and really are um, attracted to his biblical worldview. Explain to us how did we go from the huge fight you had in the spring and culminating in the summer with all the woke and weaponized that got out. <laughs> We were all high-fiving each other. How do we go from the July high-fives to this where we're basically put, putting the Democrats' NDAA up for a vote? Well, this is where it gets very complex, right? Uh, Mike Johnson is a good man. He does have a strong biblical worldview. He is a conservative. Unfortunately, when you get to the, the finish line in Washington, and that's December, right? We're sitting here. And a lot of people want to leave town next week, which I think is outrageous. I will be happy to eat my you know, turkey dinner, all those steaks better, on Thanksgiving Day, on the floor of the House of Representatives. I'll eat popcorn. I don't give a damn. I want to get our job done. I don't think we should leave town until we get our job done. So I would stay there. And if the Senate won't stay there, that's on them. But to answer your question, and I'm going to say this as respectfully as I can, Mike just needs to stand up and hold the line. He wants to do the right thing, but too many voices in his ear, including staff, are telling him, oh my God, FISA is going to expire. The end of the world is going to occur on January 3rd. There'll be a terrorist attack. Look, Steve, you and I both know that the vast majority, if not every uh, you know, terrorist attack that we've been able to intervene and stop has been done through a combination of getting information and intel, targeting actual bad foreign actors, and human intelligence. And we go in and do our job. But if all of this FISA stuff is so great, why did we fail, by the way, in Israel? Why did we fail collectively on a number of different fronts? I do not want to lose our Fourth Amendment protections. I do not want to lose the importance of protecting American civil liberties because we are so uh, focused and actually operating in fear. And if I had to answer your question, it would be that there is a tendency in Washington that I hope Speaker Johnson will avoid. We're trying to push him to avoid it of operating in fear instead of operating in confidence. Chip, uh, Congressman, if you could just hang on one second, we'll bring in cash. Yeah. Cash, we've got a couple of minutes before we go to break, but I want to break news. This is very important for this. I want to inform this conversation of FISA with some absolutely shocking news that Cash Patel has gone through the documents. Cash, can you tell the audience and the Congressman what you found? Yeah, look, it's a public document that the FISA, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, reviewed after we, during Russiagate, exposed the FBI's corruption with FISA overall and their lies. 702 has been thrown around a lot. That's just a fancy verbiage for a tool where we collect foreign intelligence. It is never to be utilized against Americans, especially domestically. And what we found and what we exposed and what the court summary document shows is that, yes, 702 was used illegally to surveil a dozen people involved with January 6th. Hang on, it gets worse. 702 was used illegally to query 19,000 people who donated to a certain congressional candidate for office of the U.S. House of Representatives, and it gets worse. 702 was used unlawfully 24,000 times against Americans domestically 
uh, for groups involved with January 6th. The purpose of 702, I know it, I utilize it to manhunt terrorists and threats overseas. Chris Ray's FBI has brought that into the United States repeatedly over years. And this court document, not mine, not some MAGA document, the court, the FISA court issued a report that shows the corruption we exposed, but unfortunately they didn't, they didn't introduce any levels of appropriate responses. They just gave Chris Ray a, a hall pass 274,000 times in one year. And every time the FBI was asked, how did you let this type of surveillance conducted occur against Americans? They said, the FBI agents in charge said they don't remember. That's what we're left with. Congressman uh, Chip Roy, uh, any uh, observations off of that data? Yeah, I mean, look, for, thank you, Cash, for uh, making sure the audience knows those facts. Uh, this is the kind of stuff we're dealing with. It is why in the House Judiciary Committee, we worked hard with Congressman Jim Jordan, with a lot of the guys like Andy Biggs, you know, who's on your show regularly. Uh, we worked hard to put forward a bill that, I mean, it may not be perfect, no legislation is, but it moves the needle enormously uh, to restrict the abusive uh, of powers under 702 that have been being used against the American people, uh, as Cash just laid out. Uh, that is all uh, completely unacceptable. You can't use this 702 power to target bad actors abroad to backdoor and spy on Americans. It is an absolute uh, disaster for our civil liberties. So we're going to keep pushing the judiciary bill. The intel community, they want something that is much less restrictive, as you would expect, right? And Cash knows this. They want all the powers they can get. And look, as a former federal prosecutor, sure, if the Fourth Amendment didn't exist, my job would have been a hell of a lot easier to go in and get information from people and put, put bad people in jail. The problem with that is that you're going to end up putting good people in jail. Because no matter how good your intentions, if you have the power to go exercise it against people, it will be used. It will be used nefariously. This is the history of man. It is why our republic was founded the way it was founded. One last point on all of this. You know, back in September... I, I believe that we should hold the line and keep using our current structure to pressure Kevin. So I took that position. I had full respect for my friends who said, nope, let's go ahead and vacate. The reason, though, that I want to highlight now, it is less always about the individual per se sitting in the chair and more about us holding whoever is in the chair responsible. As good of a man as Mike is, the powers of the swamp push these guys to make bad decisions. So let's all continue to rally and focus on what we need to do. Pass a good FISA reform, block, block the bad National Defense Authorization Act, force these guys to cut spending year over year, and demand that we secure the border of the United States. Do not utter the word Ukraine on the floor of the House. Don't mention the word. Don't even breathe the word until we've secured the border of the United States. Congressman, can you hold on, can you hold on for one second? We'll be a short break. I just want to finish up with you. I know this is hard to believe, but we're up against another government shutdown later this month, and our wise leaders deal with it how they always do, with more spending. While lawmakers are high-fiving, your savings account continues to lose value because more spending weakens the dollar. Now end the cycle. Diversify into gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. And listen, when you open a gold IRA for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Let me repeat that. For every 10000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Just text Bannon to 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. 
Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a gold IRA for no money out of pocket. And you still get the free gold bar. Don't let your savings become a victim of the further devaluation of the dollar. Remember, the BRICS countries are focused 100% on de-dollarization. Text Bannon to 989898. Receive a free gold information kit and claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive free gold bars on your qualified purchase. Do it today. Action, action, action. Stephen K. Bass. So, Congressman Chip Roy, Texas, we're going to, uh, the Warren Posse is going to man the ramparts here in, in a few minutes when you and Cash are finished. Uh, I know you got to bounce. Uh, you've also been named to a, a, a major chair of a subcommittee regarding the Constitution. Uh, just walk us through, because I know everything, and we agree with you, we're, we're outraged, and this audience is outraged that folks are taking off on the 15th. They think they ought to, you guys ought to have a, uh, a uh, commemorative service on Christmas Eve and then Christmas morning uh, to the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and then get on with it, uh, you know, just work through the holidays. That being said, the NDAA and Pfizer are the ones in front of us now, maybe a couple other things, but what's your guidance? What, what, when this audience calls, what should be the message and what's the message that's going to resonate most in a respectful and supportive way, but a no-nonsense way? Yeah, make sure you call your member of Congress and anybody else, your, your senator, uh, let the speaker's office know, uh, get out there on social media, and let them know that, number one, the National Defense Authorization Act, what we call the NDAA, that needs to be stopped. It needs to be sent back for review because it's filled with all sorts of nonsense. It does not address all of the things we want to do address in terms of abortion, transgender surgery, climate change, DEI, all of the woke agenda killing our military. So we need to stop it. Secondly, it must be stopped in particular because we need to stop the reauthorization of FISA, the reauthorization of FISA as it exists, which allows the government to spy on Americans using a backdoor process under 702, when they say they're targeting foreigners and they're really going after Americans. We have legislation to fix it, which brings me to point three. We want to move the good legislation that Jim Jordan, Andy Biggs, Chip Roy, Thomas Massey, we all worked on it in the House Judiciary Committee. We want to send that to the Senate. That's what we need to tell our members. Kill the NDAA. Stop it. Tell the Speaker not to put it on the floor. If it is put on the floor, every Republican should oppose it. Oh, we'll get that last second. Uh, you, you've been named to this major committee that you're going to um, chair. Uh, any? Can you give us a heads up of what we should look forward to? Sure, yeah. Uh, Congressman Jordan has, uh, and I humbly accepted uh, being the uh, chairman of the subcommittee on the Constitution uh, in the House Judiciary Committee. Uh, look forward. We just had a hearing where we had the head of the Civil Rights Division at DOJ, which Cash well knows uh, how much damage that division does to democracy and freedom in our country. Um, so we are uh, going to be doing a lot of hearings this next year. I hope to focus on issues that I know a lot of your listeners care about in terms of civil liberties. I want to get to the bottom still of how people were treated uh, during January 6th with respect to their confinement, uh, the uh, lack of equal protection under the laws in terms of targeting them with respect to penalties uh, versus, for example, the people that were riding in the summer of 20. Uh, there are a lot of issues that I want to address, open to ideas, and love to talk to you guys about it. Congressman, social media, website, how do people follow you? Yeah, sure. Uh, Chiproy.com is my political, my Twitter account, Chiproy, T-A-T-X, uh, C-H-I-P-R-O-Y-T-X. And on the uh, 
official. It's uh, roy.house.gov. Uh, Y'all have a very Merry Christmas. Uh, I'm reminded every year the blessings of our uh, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you for being a, uh, for your testimony in that regard. Uh, we shouldn't back down in terms of our views of Western civilization. I don't know why we're so timid. We should be defending this country, defending its sovereignty. When those boys sat in the foxholes on Christmas Day in 1944 in the freezing cold, we should honor them. Yesterday, I was on an honor flight. There were 10 World War II veterans between the age of 95 and 102. One of them had fudged his birth certificate when he was 15 to sign up to defend this country. Those tombstones on the other side of the Potomac are worth a hell of a lot more than all the monuments on the other side. The other side wouldn't exist without those tombstones. So everybody should stand up and fight right now to protect the civil liberties they all fought for. So thanks, Steve, very much. Congressman, thank you very much. Congressman Chip Roy there, uh, alluding to uh, the Battle of the Bulge, as you know, we'll be doing that on Christmas Day. Our special, the combat history of Christmas, will go through American patriotism and those that defended this nation even on our most um, a solemn occasion, Christmas Day. Um, I want to go back to uh, to uh, Cash for a second. Cash, I want to take a moment and explain what you, you found because of the power of it. And I'm kind of shocked that nobody else has looked at this document. But one thing just to set the table. Cash, here's what I'm missing, so you got to help me out here. Um, there's been over 100 – Axios came out with – really talked about President Trump's war cabinet, right, essentially. Um, and who knows if that's going to play it or not. That's, but it, it, it's directionally where President Trump's head is at and what he's looking for and how he wants to execute uh, the types of people uh, and about execution, about execution on his policies. There's been a hundred major articles from Vanity Fair to the Hill, all on that, and they're going absolutely crazy. So riddle me this, brother. Why is it the Cash Patels, and you're being eviscerated everywhere. We're going to have a clip later about Joanne Reed going after you. Why is it the Cash Patels and the Steve Bannons and the Chip Roy's and others that they call part of this fascist movement? Why is it us that are fighting to make sure that we can take out domestic surveillance of American citizens out of FISA? And it's all those people on Morning Joe and uh, and and and, and uh, Chris Hayes and CNN, Aaron Burnett. They're all on there. At Wolf Blitzer. They're on there every night, and they're the ones that want to make sure that we can surveil United States citizens. Aren't they the fascists, sir? Steve, you're absolutely right. They are the ones at those media organizations that use the fruits of an unlawful FISA process to rig a presidential election. Yes, I'm talking to Russiagate. Ask every one of those individuals to answer why they perpetuated a lie and an unlawful surveillance project to go against President Trump. That's what they did. The reason they don't want to actually stand for civil liberties in the Constitution in this country is because they know they utilized a broken system in the past and they need a broken system in the future to go against President Trump. So what do they do? They, they're resorted to name calling and, and saying we are the ones who are actually standing up for FISA reform, the Constitution and the law, and we are the ones asking for people to be prosecuted who break the law using the Constitution. They're slinging hyperbole and putting out disinformation campaigns because that's all they got left. Cash, just I want to I want people to understand the scale of this. This is industrial level. This is part of a process. This is not people. People can make mistakes. That, that's just going to yeah. happen. It's something as big as the federal government or our military or anything in your own life. People make mistakes. You screw up. This is not mistakes. 
this is this is not a, a this is not a bug. It's a feature. Walk through. I just want people to to embrace what the scale of this has been, sir. Yeah, and look, we posted the document online for everybody to see it and focus on pages 27 to 29. It's not a mistake when you have the FISA court itself come forward and say the FBI under Chris Ray unlawfully searched domestically against Americans over 300,000 times, 24,000 times involving January 6th, 19,000 times involving donors for a congressional candidate. This is what we're up against. And every time when the justification is asked for of the FBI, the, the agents and analysts that made these searches, these unlawful searches under Chris Ray's authority said they could not remember. And you could see that in the document right there, they basically wrote them a hall pass and said, OK, we've made a notation of it. My question to Congress, and this ties in directly to what a lot of the great stuff Congressman Roy was saying, is why are we attaching a FISA reform bill, whether it's the judiciary or the intel, to the NDAA? Why are we rubber stamping Amen. Chris Ray's okay. over-authorization okay. I want to tell – hang on. Hang on. I, I want to I get to that because this is like uh, last time in the omnibus they put the changes to the Electoral Count 1887, which I'll talk more about later. He, wh- wh- t- tell people why they do it. Tell, tell why FISA, which have nothing to do with the NDA, would – why is this slipped in, sir? Because they know it's the only way they can goose it. Through, They can split the screws and say, oh, here we go. It's another thousand page document and FISA clean reauthorization is going to happen. Chris Ray was just in Congress last week, Steve. How is it that no member of Congress asked him about this under oath? How is it that no member of Congress held up this document that I can readily find and shoved it in his face and said, you violated the law 300,000 times? And Chris Ray had the audacity to come in there and ask for an extension of a FISA without any changes forever because he said – the guy who's guilty of the crimes himself said, I fixed it. The guy who allowed the Russiagate cover-up has said, I fixed it. The guy who allowed 274,000 illegal searches against Americans domestically said he fixed it. And Congress is buying it by allowing a clean reauth until April on this NDAA. We can get into which bill's better on FISA reform, but why does Chris Ray still have a government-funded G5 jet? Why does Chris Ray have these FBI agents and analysts? Why are they still working with the FISA program after they've been caught breaking the law, unlawfully surveilling domestically against American citizens? And they have politicized the FISA process over these years. And now Congress and the swamp want to take over and they want a clean reauth till April in the NDAA because that's the best way to jam it through. That's how the swamp wins. Speaker Mike Johnson, you got to do better than this and shut it down. Cash, can you hang with us for a few minutes? I want yeah. to get to the other side. We got uh, Garrett Ziegler's going to join us about other breaking uh, massive news of uh, um, nine indictments, I think four felonies on tax evasion uh, for Hunter Biden, which has uh, which cuts to the heart of the election interference. Because guess what, folks? All of this was known long time before 2020. Uh, Garrett Ziegler's going to join us for that. Mike Davis is going to come in, going to join Cash. What we're going to do is play. Uh, some meltdown on the war cabinet because both Cash Patel and Mike Davis are named in it and they're absolutely losing it. So I want to make sure Cash just hang on for a second. That people should know too. The FISA is what they use as the beginning of the nullification project, the nullification of Trump's victory. Remember, Trump's had two elections stolen, 16 because they fought him every step of the way in the nullification process on the project. And then in 2020 when they just outright stole it, they couldn't steal 2016, but they could steal 2020. But the FISA is the tool. That's the tool they use to surveil Trump, his followers, American citizens. 
It's absolutely outrageous. And, of course, thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of others. It's an outrageous tool. Uh, we're going to take a short commercial break. Yes. How am I fired up this morning? Warpath Coffee, baby. Got the Mariner's Blend. That's the dark roast. Warpath.coffee slash warroom. Go check it out today. Get the dark roast. Also, the mild blends. They got the, they got the Christmas blends, the pumpkin blend, all of that. You can get all of that by going uh, to uh, warpath.coffee. Of course, Tage Gill is going to join me tomorrow. Co-host, be my wingman on a very special Saturday edition. We got Kimberly Gilfull. We got Rudy Giuliani, Philip Patrick, and many, many other surprises. Short commercial break. Back in a moment. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. The apples in your holiday pie taste amazing, but it's not exactly the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables. The Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and your cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day, which, as you know, is almost impossible. That's why you need to check out Field of Greens. Every fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, and your immune system. Yo, folks, the holidays are here, and you need to stay healthy. Plus, you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier. Field of Greens is the simplest way to get those daily fruits and veggies, and it tastes amazing. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com. Use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com. Make sure you take, take it today. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Fieldofgreens.com. Promo code Bannon. I, I know you're probably going to be head of the CIA, but do you believe that you can deliver the goods on this in a pretty short in a pretty short order of the first couple of months so we can get rolling on prosecutions? Yes. One thing we learned in the Trump administration the first go around is we got to put in all America patriots top to bottom. And we got them for law enforcement. We got them for intel collection. We got them for offensive operations. We got them for DOD, CIA, everywhere. That's Cash Patel, who might run Donald Trump's CIA. And how about Stephen Miller at the DOJ or Chief of Staff Steve Bannon? Those are just some of the people Trump would likely dredge up from the MAGA swamp if he somehow gets a second presidency. And we begin tonight with a clear and present danger that cannot be repeated enough. If Donald Trump gets a second presidency, the American democratic experience will cease to exist as we know it. We already know what he plans to do. First, he wants to round up in prison and deport 11 million migrants. Then he wants to gut the EPA, roll back environmental regulations, and, of course, a promise to drill, drill, drill till the earth literally dies. Then we will see the the deployment of federal troops in major Democratic cities to shut down protests and round up unhoused people where they, alongside the rounded up migrants, will be forced into tent cities. While federal forces are busy doing that, Trump's Department of Justice will be indicting Joe Biden, his family, Democratic officials, and members of the media. The people who beat police officers and smeared feces on the walls of the Capitol during the January 6th insurrection, meanwhile, will receive full pardons. Internationally, Trump will pull the U.S. out of NATO, abandon Ukraine, and continue to endorse the annexation of Palestinian territories. Now, you might think this is hyperbole or that the institutional guardrails will hold. Or maybe, just maybe, some fellow Republicans, assuming any of them still have spines, will somehow restrain him. Do not hold your breath. 
Just look at what happened last night during the fourth Republican presidential debate. Of the four candidates, only former Governor Chris Christie dared say his name or criticize his dictatorial aspirations. And he's not wrong. His second administration will be a curated cabal of despotic enablers. We already know that John McEntee, his body man, will be central in calling in culling so-called infidels. And Russell Vought, who ran the Office of Management and Budget for Trump and is currently running a policy organization, which is laying the groundwork for a second Trump administration, recently explained why, telling the New York Times, what we're trying to do is identify the pockets of independence and seize them. This morning, Axios laid out what a second administration will look like. And it should terrify every single one of you. According to Axios, among those in contention for vice president are Senator J.D. Vance, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Melania Trump's favorite, Tucker Carlson. Then there are the cabinet officials. Let's start with Stephen Miller, a man who promoted white nationalist books and articles who just might be your next attorney general or in charge of immigration. Then you need to mobilize the U.S. military, state, federal, and local law enforcement to then carry out large-scale deportations across the whole country. And then you would need to build very large staging facilities to carry out the removal. So it would be a, an undertaking. Yep. It would be greater than any national infrastructure project that we've done to date, but that's what we have to do. Then there's Cash Patel, a former Trump administration official who was once considered for CIA until people threatened to quit. Well, he could get a second crack at the job. It's probably because he agrees with Trump that former Joint Chiefs Chairman General Mark Milley should be punished for preventing Trump from launching a military attack after his 2020 loss. Chairman Milley is trying to use the media to show that the mission serves his needs. And that is the main reason he needs to go and be court-martialed. And there is Richard Grinnell who, as ambassador to Germany, told Breitbart that he absolutely wanted to empower other conservatives throughout Europe. He could be our next secretary of state. And he might be the guy who and, and who might be the one who manages the White House, you ask? It could be Steve Bannon as Trump's next chief of staff. And this kind of stuff is why. It's either us or them. One side's going to win and one side's going to lose. No compromise. Axios is also telling us that Trump is considering J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon, a Democrat, to head the Treasury Department because he loves billionaires, and his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, for Secretary of State. It is a nightmare-inducing poo-poo platter of enablers, sycophants, outright fascists, and nihilists. Okay, I'm going to say this right now, and I'm, I'm absolutely dead serious about this. I want Joy Ann Reed as comms director. I think that's probably the most succinct laying out of the program. I, Joy Ann Reed, you know, she went to Harvard. She's very talented, very smart. Got a lot of, you know, strange ideas about policies and politics, things like that. But a comms director, you just, you're just worried about, you're not setting policy. You're just crafting the narrative. I'm very serious here. Cash, what do you think? That is the most succinct. I think it took six minutes. They have good staff over at MSNBC. And of course, they're haters. They hate MAGA. They hate Trump. Um, they actually hate the American Republic. They want to turn into something different. And you've seen you've seen uh, you see that on the southern border and other places. But that was my vote goes to uh, comms director Joy Ann Reed. Now, not press secretary, but comms director, because that's where you that's where you're in charge of the kind of the big picture moving it. She, she's a narrative driver. Cash your thoughts. I mean, cash for why are you fighting for civil liberties for people when you're supposed to be a, a demon, a devil, 
uh, you know, people at the CIA are going to quit. Hey, any, let me say this. Anybody at the CIA that would quit on the nomination of Cash Patel to be the director of the Central Intelligence Agency, this is what it's all about. We want you guys to go. Please quit. Quit. And maybe you think about taking residence in another country. This may be the U- United States, the traditional republic of the United States, not, not right for you. But anybody that would quit, hey, baby, just show them the door at Langley, Cash Patel. Well, I think what you have with Joanne Reed there is it would be awesome to see her be your employee when you're chief of staff. But what she did was lay out the vote <laughs> for the American public. She literally said in the first 30 seconds what's more important to them and what's most important to us. She said it's climate change, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and uh, I forgot the last one. That are the top three issues of the day for the Democratic Party. Climate change, diversity, equity, yep. and inclusion, and you know other silly rights. What we were fighting for, every one of those individuals that she showed on the on the Trump, MAGA, whatever side of the house you want to call it, is enforcing the Constitution, going after people who broke the law yep. and prosecuting them, holding government officials accountable. Yes, I talked about Mark Milley because he stepped outside the chain of command and broke the law. And that's why the United States Military Code of Justice should have looked at his actions, but they failed to. Going after individuals, whether they are private citizens or public officials or in the media, if they broke the law is exactly what we want when it comes to accountability. We care about the border. Why do you think she's so heavily talking about the border so much? Because it's their scare tactic. We want illegals removed from this country and brought in the right way. What's wrong with that? That's what the Constitution and the law require. Why do you think crime has spiked in this city? What do you think Iran is doing, is taking advantage of this mass migration? And now we have foreign terrorists um, within our borders because Joe Biden opened them. That's what they want. And they want to talk about fear tactics and fear mongering. Then they bring out the verbiage like, you know, oh, these guys are demons. These guys are anti-American. But they don't have a basis for it. You know, uh, that's the difference, Steve. Joanne, and by the way, Cash informs me as chief of staff. I'll be, you know, president picks those people, but I I can always kind of nudge them. Hey, President Trump, look at Joanne Reed. Uh, Joanne, we're looking for a convert, and I think you'd be a great convert. No, because she laid it out. And here's the thing of the mass deportations. The the illegal alien invaders are here are just crushing African-American and Hispanic citizens. It's driving wages down. It's making their education system, that part of the education system, in the inner cities and the rural communities, awful. And and, in the medical system, we've had people from Yuma all along the border, the Rio Grande Valley, tell you that. We're just trying to protect American citizens. Uphold the but Constitution. Get back to what the American Republic is supposed to be. Cash, your thoughts. But their disinformation campaign is we are carrying out, quote unquote, acts of revenge. They're not acts of revenge. We're the ones carrying out the law. But they get to take our quotes, completely distort them and feed it to their rabid media la- acolytes. And that's what they are going to use to run against the Donald Trump platform that is America first. They have the, they're the ones with the scare tactics, not us. They're the ones that violated hey. the use of the federal yeah. courts. We'll give her, by the way, I'll do it. If Joy Ann Reed, as she laid out the Trump program versus the one she laid out her case for the MSNBC crowd, we'll do an up or down vote on that. We'll do an up or down vote. Do an up or down vote. Joy Ann, 65 percent, two thirds of the American people are going to choose our policies. This is one of the reasons, many reasons that Biden is collapsing. Uh, Cash, I know you get a bounce. Yeah. Government gangsters, you laid it all out. Walk to, tell people where they get your current writings like your analysis, where they get this analysis of the, to tell you the horrors of FISA 
Um, yeah. In the books, all your merch. And by the way, some of these some of these stories, Cash, about the war cabinet, and that's what we're calling it, the war cabinet. Um, they're really going after you, Cash, for being a, a, a marketing guy and merchandiser. You're, he's a multitasker. The CIA needs a little marketing. You need a little <laughs> marketing over there, right? It's because it's looked at as a group of incompetent bad guys uh, that are both malfeasance and incompetence. They're getting on you for your merch, Cash. So tell people where they go. Where are all the touch points? The best merch in the business, basedapparel.com, B-A-S-E-D, apparel.com. We make it for all companies. We make it for my foundation. And all the money for the foundation goes to charity. So, yes, I make merchandise for charitable endeavors. I provide uh, funding for whistleblowers and people who need legal defense fund. We have a scholarship. How dare Americans stand up for Americans through charity? And then you can get the book Government Gangsters, bestseller. You want the receipts? They're in here. You want to know about FISA reform? It's in here. You want to know about how the FBI violated the trust of the American people and broke the law and surveilled us illegally. It's in Government Gangsters. Go to governmentgangsters.com. Get your Christmas special today. And you can find me at cash at KASH on Truth Social. That's where I'm posting about the FISA abuses of Chris Ray that we just broke on War Room today. Tens of thousands of individuals illegally surveilled within the United States of America. And this Congress wants to rubber stamp it. I'm going to never stop talking about it. I hope Mike Johnson and company are listening. Don't jam a reauthorization of FISA 702. Clean reauthorization. We got the reforms. They're in here. Governmentgangsters.com and at Truth Social at Cash. And Steve, I got some based apparel coming your way. Maybe I'll see you this weekend. Okay. Yes. I I think we're going to see you and uh, spend some quality time next week. Cash may even be in studio next week uh, as we've shifted the flag back here to the nation's capital because it's an emergency and the emergency is we got to stop uh, NDAA. We got to stop Pfizer and we got to tell these guys, don't go home in the 15th. Nobody back home wants to see you stay and work. Cash Patel. Thank you very much, brother. We're going to take a break in a minute or two. Uh, and I'm going to bring in Garrett Ziegler bombshell news last night. Um, Hunter Biden indicted on, uh, I don't know, nine counts of tax evasion, basically a, a $1.4 million that he spent on prostitutes and drugs and, uh, and and wrote him off his business expense. The depravity of this guy. You would also think that Joe Biden might, uh, particularly since you're thinking around for president, might have a financial advisor, you know, overseeing this or at least checking in. The reason they don't, they're a crime family. They're a crime syndicate. They think they're impervious. Also, election interference. This is direct election interference. The IRS and DOJ and people knew about this. They knew about this. It's called being a uh, politically exposed person, PEP. Once you're at a certain level of government, you're, uh, everything that you do, because they don't want to see foreign influence and other nefarious activities, every transaction you have, everything you do is monitored uh, by the banks, and the banks have to send reports to Treasury. Uh, so Treasury knew about this. Um, DOJ knew about this. The IRS knew about it. Everybody knew about it. What they do, they suppressed it. You don't think that's election interference? You think that this might be a topic the American people would want to chew on? I don't know. Maybe in the spring of, uh, of uh, 2020. Also, the ties right back to the laptop from hell. Chris Ray, Chris Ray and uh, Bill Barr got the laptop from hell. It was, del- it was taken by the FBI in no- late November, early December of 2019. You think, uh, where's Elizabeth Warren's campaign? Where's uh, Bernie? This is why I keep saying Bernie's a p- Bernie Sanders, they roll all over Bernie Sanders. The Clintons roll all over him. The, the deep state rolls all over him. He doesn't do it. If you're a Bernie bro, you're a simp, okay? You're a simp. We're going to get it all to it next, only in the war room. Let's take down the CCP.
10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider standing behind their service and their values as a company. They are an example of putting the cause ahead of profits. And it's why I am proud and the War Room Posse is proud to partner with them. For Black Friday, Patriot Mobile wants to give you a brand new smartphone when you make the switch today. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. And repeat that, without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and much more. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, and for a limited time, get a smartphone for free. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT and use promo code FRIDAY76. That's Friday 76. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT and use promo code FRIDAY76. Again, we're talking about a free smartphone. Offers eligible only with the Black Friday promo code FRIDAY76. This is a limited time offer. Join me. Make that switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Promo code Friday 76. Facing a major new legal challenge this morning after he was indicted on nine tax-related charges. The new 56-page indictment was filed late yesterday by Special Counsel David Weiss in federal court in Los Angeles and includes three felony counts. It alleges the president's son failed to pay taxes, failed to file, evaded an assessment, and filed a fraudulent form stating, quote, rather than pay his taxes, the defendant spent millions of dollars on an extravagant lifestyle. Hunter Biden's attorney responded with a statement saying in part, quote, based on the facts and the law, if Hunter's last name was anything other than Biden, the charges in Delaware and now California would not have been brought. He added that Hunter Biden paid his taxes in full more than two years ago. If convicted, Hunter Biden could face a maximum of 17 years in prison. So there's a lot of detail in this filing, Lisa, about what Hunter Biden did spend the money on. <laughs> extravagant, extra, extravagant. Abby Lowell, he's not chasing around. He's not chasing around Garrett Ziegler. Oh, he paid his taxes, man. Come on, dude. What are you talking about? This election interference, they knew about this years ago. And for the grace of God, people have to understand, if that judge a couple of months ago hadn't looked at his documents and said, hang on for a second, we're giving him total immunity from everything? If she had not made that decision in the moment, none of this would have been known. Garrett Ziegler, can you give us some details? And by the way, so so he's not paying his taxes. He's got a million four. I know you have to. He wants some resources to do that. Go to go to birchgold.com slash Bannon right now. Philip Patrick's going to be with us on the Saturday show, but I want you to call him today and bug him. Ask him why the central banks of uh, every nation on earth except the United States buying gold at record rates in 22 and 23 and why we are messing around with a central bank digital currency. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Garrett Ziegler, can you please define as only you can the extravagant lifestyle of Hunter Biden that he wrote off his business <laughs> expenses he didn't he didn't want to pay taxes on sir it would be as if the ancient Roman treasury was going through the line items of Caligula's son if Caligula had a son and this is 
this indictment, uh, you know, I actually agree with what Abby Lowell said in his quote, because only Abby Lowell, a, a trained sophist, could put out a quote that both Kevin Morris likes, but also tells the truth, which is this. Those charges wouldn't have been brought if Hunter had a last na- a different last name. There would have been different charges brought, which is what we seek all along, which is Farah, money laundering, and sex trafficking. Uh, so in one key way, Abby Lowell was right in his, in, in his cute little quote. What do you mean by that? Talk to me about these charges, because you're saying these charges are just not taxes, that they lead and speak to a different depravity of, 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 of trafficking women for sex from other countries, of money laundering, of taking the money actually he could pay for this, his perversion um, from foreign sources, particularly the CCP. This indictment in the Central District of California, different you know jurisdiction now that Weiss is special counsel, is talking about what happens after the money was in the pot. I was thinking about how to describe this and, and how to put it into an analogy. The 56-page indictment describes what Hunter did once the money was collected in the pot. That is only half of what is necessary. We, those who actually care about justice, we want to see uh, charges brought about what got the money into the pot in the first place because – Joe will be more implicated in that scenario. He's already implicated today. His power of attorney was the registered agent for the shell company that received a $3 million wire from the Chicoms, Mel Monzak. There's a great piece in the Daily Mail today, Steve, that we helped with uh, that talks about Mel Monzak. And it goes into this guy who's been Joey's power of attorney for nearly 40 years. He's at the center of all of this. So the indictment, I will admit, it's a heck of a lot better than a uh, you know aborted plea deal. I, I want to give some credit because they did lay out how degenerate and corrupt his spending was, and they didn't have to do that. The indictment could have been nine pages long with the mere statutes, but they went into the hookers, they went into the pimps, they went into the crack dealers. And even more important than that, they went into the foreign entities that capitalized Hunter in the first place, but they stopped short. They described the Romania shakedown. They described the Ukrainian shakedown and the Chicom shakedown. But what they didn't do was say what we all know to be true, which is Hunter's relationships with those entities weren't legitimate in the first place. Hunter Biden is not a legitimate businessman. He doesn't even know how to operate an Excel spreadsheet. He was never called upon for any level of expertise. The only reason why he got that money in the first place was because he was an unregistered agent for those foreign principles. And so this is a step along the way. You can be sure that Kevin Morris uh, uh, has a puckered behind this morning because because he committed uh, tax violations. There's going to be an FEC complaint submitted on our Marco Polo's behalf very shortly about an email that was released by the Ways and Means Committee on Wednesday about Kevin Morris taking care of Hunter's uh, politically uh, fraught taxes. So it's a quid pro Joe right in February of 2020 where you got Morris taking the 1.4 off the table. It's absolutely disgusting and criminal. But uh, this is a step forward. It's the only step forward I've seen in 18 okay. months. Look, look, hang on for a second. Two things. I want to hold you through the break. We have a nice second break coming up. but Because uh, I do want to get into the quickly to the pimps, the perversion, all that, but we'll do it after the break. 
Does this, for all the attacks you've taken and all the incoming you've taken, and particularly guys like Rudy and myself, and particularly Rudy yes. on the laptop from hell, does this does this begin the justification that, hey, all the lies, and Joe Biden stood in front of the country and said, my son never did anything wrong. Is this begin to get to the truth that they're a bunch of perverts and degenerates and have taken money from the CCP, the Ukrainians, everybody, to fund their perversion and degeneracy? It shuts them up for a quick minute. Uh, now they're going to go lower on the rung of logical fallacy. So you can expect more ad hominem attacks in the next 72 hours because, you know, the upper rung of arguments of, you know, refuting a central point, using reason to make an analysis, those are gone for them because even GOP prosecutors, and remember, these prosecutors, Leo Wise and Derek Hines, they're acolytes of Rod Rosenstein. I have nothing in common with them, but guess what? This wasn't just put in their lap. This was handed to them on a silver platter. Any ASUA worth of salt yep. could have put together this indictment because the, the yep. evidence is all there. Hell, Hunter, Hunter had the gall to use bank statements that sh clearly show payments to pornography websites as business deductions. I mean, I would love to go into any two-bit university of America and yeah. put these bank statements in their accounting <laughs> classes and say, hey, which of these are legitimate business yeah. expenses? A 19-year-old could figure. <laughs> accounting, accounting, accounting 101. Okay, Garrett, just hang on for one second. Take a short break, 90-second break. Back for hour two of the worm in a moment. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 